Anyway, welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. We are three deep on that's Field right. Freak Friday. Uh, it's not Friday. They don't know that. Oh, that's true. Now they do. Shit. Cut. Cut. Cut that. Start over. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Alec Goggs and TJ all here. I feel like this is going to be a very short episode. Incredible. I didn't watch it this week. This this movie's almost impenetrable. Saturday is my movie watching night, and we are recording on Saturday. I can ask TJ some questions. Yeah, I would love that, actually. I I literally didn't watch anything. Hold on, hold on. We didn't get through our intro yet. What did we watch this week? We watched Field Freak. And why did we Field watch Field Freak? Freak? We watched Field Freak for Alex's birthday pick. That's right. Happy birthday, Alec. One more trip around the sun for old Alex. Did it. Between this or Saving Private Ryan. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> two thematically very different <laughs> Both films. have scenes that take place in the field, though. Two yeah. masterpieces. Yeah. So I'm very interested to hear these TJ questions. Yeah. So, so I, I, didn't, I didn't watch anything. I didn't, I, watch, didn't watch I didn't watch. Anything. I didn't watch anything. I watched more Euphoria. Oh, I do have one minor thing to say yeah. about Euphoria. So I love the show. Um, so I, I've been. I'm in a bunch of uh, like like you are. I'm in a bunch of like groups talking about the show. People are like the special episodes, the special episodes, and I'm like, what the fuck? I watched through HBO. I watched season one all the way through, mm-hmm. and then when season one was over, it's like you want to start episode one, season two. So come to find out, there was two episodes between season one and two that they aired because I guess it was a COVID thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't know, like, I guess season two actually started a lot later than they expected. But you would think HBO would just put that in order of yeah. the show. No, they made them, the two special episodes are like their own pages on HBO Max. That's oh, weird. Stupid. It's fucking Are they longer format or something? No, they're now. They're just like oh, the normal show. That's dumb. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. I mean, I I watched those two episodes today, and they're both very good episodes. But like, I, it's, it would have been nice to watch them in order. Well, it's kind of annoying, right? Because I mean, not that yeah, you guys don't watch the show, but like, there is like a significant. There's significant there's callbacks to the. Well, no, happens. it is. It is a. So it is like it is in order. Like okay. they are in like it, it, the things that happen in specifically. They're about the two main characters or two of. The characters rue and jules and the jules episode definitely informs a lot of shit that happens in the beginning of season two that i was like complaining about because i'm like well, that doesn't make a lot of sense but if i watch that fucking episode oh, okay. i've been like oh I was, about to, I was about to ask you if you, if you picked up on the fact that there's a change between season one and season that seemed like either bad writing oh, or something. Oh, yeah, no, there's like, definitely, okay. like, again, it's hard to talk about without, you know, talking deep about the plots of the show. But, like, there's definitely stuff that happens, like, right away in season two, and I'm like, that's kind of a kind of jarring. But, no, it makes total sense if I just watch the fucking episode. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't they put it in sequential order? Yeah, like, not a lot of American shows that do specials. Yeah, well, special episodes. I think the only reason they did it is because <clears throat> of the pandemic. And I don't know this for a fact, but, like, both episodes are kind of bottle episodes where they're more or less just, like, monologues between, like, two characters in both both episodes. So, like, I can see they kind of shot that, like, with, like, no crew almost and, like, basically, like, no sets. Yeah. That show's excellent. I fucking love it. And I'm going to be real. Like, it's renewed for season three. I think I said this last week, but I'm bummed out. Like when you binge a show and then it's like still ongoing, you know, like fuck, I gotta wait to like. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great show. I highly recommend it. I love it to death. <clears throat> so let's let's get on with these questions. All right, TJ, that's me. Stambaugh. It's a lot more. Oh, you're not supposed to get my whole. Now you're gonna get me doxed. 
Oh. <laughs> you can bleep it out. I'll bleep God, it out. That. Sure. I do all the edits. Say his last name again. <laughs> no, well, God said it. It's fine. I don't really care. It's not like it's hard to find out. Yeah. TJ Poop Butt. That's right. <laughs> you, you weren't supposed to say my last name. <laughs> <laughs> Of the poop yeah, dynasty, yeah, uh, uh, of the of East Coast, Coast poop butts in a format similar to famously buried with but legally distinct. <laughs> what is the first movie you can remember watching? Um, Return of the Jedi. Wow, on Betamax. Wow, yep, Return of the Jedi. And we had we had. We had all of the good one for your first movie. Yeah, we had all the Betamax. We had all the Star Wars movies on Betamax, and I just remember. I guess you know, Return came out in '83, so I was two years old when that came out. So in theaters, so on Betamax, probably Probably. come out to like four or five. Yeah, but I do remember watching it, and I loved it. And it's probably why, like, it's. I mean, we've talked about this a thousand times, but it's probably why, like. Return of the Jedi has like its own problems, but it'll I can't look at it objectively. Like I love that movie. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. But uh yeah, no, Return of the Jedi, great movie. Okay, it's it's a pretty good good movie to start off with. And apparently if you ask my my grandmother or my mom, apparently I used to fucking like fast forward like a new hope to the trench scene. I love the trench scene in the new, new at the movie. end. Yeah. Trench Bobby. scene's great. It's like my favorite part of the movie. I can understand why, because that that whole like final like like dog fighting sequence is fantastic. That's excellent. So, still resonates with me today. The trench scene. In if the, if I had like oh like I, I know it, it came much later in my childhood, but a movie that's like on that level for me, where I remember like vividly watching it over and over and over again when I was still very young, would be Top Gun. I watched Top wow. Gun a thousand fucking times. Because I, I like just dog fighting was like the most fascinating thing to me. Yeah, it was really cool. But I watched Top Gun like I can't even tell you like a thousand fucking times. I love that, and I don't even run like you know how we talk about how like we we watch some of these new movies that we we remember fondly, and then we watch like the actual movie now with our our forty year old eyes, and we're like, oh, this part kind of drags. I don't remember any of that shit. I just remember the fucking. Fighting and fucking flying, and the guy spilling his coffee and all that. Shit. You don't remember all the gay. No, <laughs> no. Well, <Yeah>. maybe. <laughs> maybe I do. Maybe I. Um, a shirtless volleyball. Well, who doesn't? TJ Poopbutt. That's right. Mm. What is the scariest movie you've ever seen? That's a good one. Uh. The you, love, you love horror movies. It's my favorite. And you're genre. not easily scared. I don't. By movies. I don't generally think. I don't think any movie is scary. Um, I'd say The Exorcist is scary. Like I feel like it's unnerving, but I still really find it scary. I don't know. I don't think any horror movie is scary. Even when you were younger, nothing ever just like, kept you up. Well, no, not really. Mm. I, I was told again. I'm, I'm doing, we're doing a lot of like kid TJ shit. Like I was told when I was younger, um, I really wanted to watch the Thriller music video, and it <laughs> scared me. And my may, I made my mom turn it off, which just goes to show you, like young childhood TJ was properly terrified of Michael Jackson, where the rest of the world was way behind me. It's your head of the curve. Um, but I would say The Exorcist is the only movie that I find like kind of 
like unnerving to the point where it's like kind of weird to me. Like I saw, I remember when um when I saw it in the theater. Uh, I was like in my late teens when they did like that remaster version where they like added the crab walk and I think it was, what do you remember what they called that? Um, it was like the Exorcist revisited or something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. Like I, there are scenes in that movie that are genuinely like stick in my head. Like that little, that little glimpse of uh, Captain Howdy you get, or it's just like that face for like half a second. That shit fucking stuck with me. Like I, I, it is very like that is a very scary thing. Like I don't know. I, I would give it to The Exorcist. But yeah, again, I and I also hate when people say like, you know, about a horror movie. Like, well, it's not scary. I'm like, well, nothing's fucking. Like the the scariest thing is real life. The scariest thing is having to pay your fucking rent. You know, so the scariest thing is Jaws. Jaws is sharks. Jaws is scary. I mean, sharks are real. I, they're out there and they want to eat you. I don't know, man. They want your bones. Life is fucking scary to me. I mean, yeah, the capitalist nightmare we live in every day is scary to me. Um, in fact, almost every universal healthcare is scary to me. Yeah, and that is. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. I mean, it's. It's not the right word. Just depressing, isn't it? Because a boring dystopia. Yeah. They say on Reddit. Yeah. I mean, we we've we've actually got to the like cyberpunk future of like a William Gibson novel, but it's just fucking boring and stupid. Like it really is. Like go read like Neuromancer. There's so much of that shit that he talks about that like literally is just shit we do now, and it's just like oh that sucks. I thought it'd be a lot, <laughs> be a lot cooler. <laughs> um, TJ. What movie made you cry most? God. Um, you know, just you know, I try to I try to go off like first reaction stuff. Probably the fountain. Um, I mean, it's documented on the show. Mm -hmm. Like, I had a hard time even talking about it. Um, it's just a movie that deals, you know, with a lot of the stuff I dealt with in life. It it resonated a lot with my like lived experience and um. You know, even on the show, like you can listen to it. Like I crack, and I think like it's just—I don't know—it's a movie. I don't know if it's like if I cried the most, but it's definitely something that like, like I had a hard time watching. Like I liked the movie, and then like you know, life happens, and then you kind of watch things through a different prism. You know what I mean? You watch it through your own lens of experience, and then things hit you in different ways. You know what I mean? Like I use that joke all the time when um when fucking interstellar came out and like there's people on twitter that was like well you don't understand it because you don't have any kids and i always thought that was fucking stupid but i kind of understand like I, fair, I don't understand that movie and I, I still think it's misguided i think like critique like saying that people you know you need to have certain experiences stand there and think i don't agree with that but i do i do agree with the fact that like your perspective changes as life as they have you as you experience things in life your perspective changes on art and that's a movie that like definitely like hits me like any kind of thing it's in like that similar vein of like losing someone and like trying like hell to stop it it's going to be hard for me to watch so yeah i'd say the fountain is up there and i still really love that movie i think it's beautiful but um yeah i had a i had a very hard time watching that movie on, on the show and then talking about it again we you can go back and listen to it like i had to like break like i had to stop talking because I didn't want to fucking start crying on the show. And that was a movie we watched on the show because God said it was the worst thing yeah, ever Yeah, seen. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, which is just, it's funny too, because like, it's like, you poor sweet child, if you'd only seen what Darren Aronofsky would put out after that, 
I changed my opinion on the movie. I know you did. But, like, have you ever seen Mother? That might be my birthday pick this year, because it's so no. bad I'd love to talk about it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Again, any great questions. Who, whatever, uh, Whoever on the internet is generating these questions, they're wonderful questions. Yeah, we'll go through a couple more and then get into Field Freak. Um, yeah, we, I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of in-depth discussion. No, Field, field Freak's going to be pretty pretty, <laughs> pretty <pure>. It's pretty <laughs> great. Um, what film means the most to you? Uh... Tatsuo the Iron Man. Oh. I love that movie so much. And I think, like, the runner-up is Eraserhead, right? Like, those two movies, Tetsuo and Eraserhead. Um, But, like, Tetsuo the Iron Man, to me, like, informed kind of, like, my, like, it, like, opened my mind to, like, everything, right? Like, I saw that movie, and, like, I got into... Japanese cinema. I got into like art house cinema because I saw Tetsuo before I saw Eraserhead, and you know it's so creative and it's so different and like it was done on like no money, and it's an hour long and it's just you know what I mean it's a movie that I've watched a million times and it it just it did so much for me like it really it it was like uh, a watershed moment in like my kind of discovery of like what i like in movies you know what i mean like it's hard to explain but i i love tetsuo the iron man i love shinya Tsukimoto. like to me he's like again it's like him and david lynch for me are like my two favorite filmmakers and like eraser is right there too but like i'd say that tetsuo ekes it out just a little bit more because it's a little bit more rough around the edges and it's a little weirder and it's le- like it's just i don't know it's just such a labor of love from Tsukamoto, and then like you know having read a lot more about it after seeing it like he almost didn't even finish making the fucking movie like he had to win this fucking film competition to like film the second half of the movie wow like he he fucking like he he shot like there's an apartment scene in that movie that's like his apartment he got evicted because he fucking ruined the entire apartment Cause like it like there's shit everywhere and that like he just fucking demolished that whole apartment. <laughs> he got evicted. Um, but the, basically, the actors in the movie, which include him uh, and two of his friends, they're also basically the camera operators, like and half the special effects teams. Like it's just kind of crazy to me that like somebody could make a movie like that with like so many things against him. And like I don't know, I just think it's incredible. Like I love that movie so much and. You know, I was, as we've talked about on the show a million times, like I, I kind of pry, I, I cherish like individuality and uniqueness more than like anything. And like, yeah, like while like Tetsuo isn't, you know, it's not Tenet or something that's like, you know, got a lot of moving parts and it's like a, this giant epic film. Like the fact that like you did all this shit basically on your own without really much knowledge of how to do it. Like, I think that is amazing. I have a fun memory of that movie because I remember how excited you were to show me that movie. Yeah. During the period of the re-education of gods yeah, yeah. where like once a week I would go over to your house, we'd have dinner and then you'd show me some movie I'd yeah. never seen before. Yeah, it's a fun movie. <laughs> it's yeah. a fun movie. Like, it's cool. It's even if you like, don't like, even if I, I don't expect people to relate to it on the levels that I do, but like, it's not a movie that's like boring. No, it's fucking insane. And, and the fact that the story, the story behind it that you've told me is just like you just said, is bonkers. And it's an hour long. Yeah. Like it's an hour long. Better. 
<laughs> like it's that's why I always say I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it one week for the show because it's so fast. And I love his other movies too. Like Tokyo Fist is an amazing movie that he made, but like I, I think Tetsuo will always have a special place in my heart. Okay, it's a good question. Great question. What movie made you laugh the most? That's a tough one. Um that might be like one of the toughest ones on here. Very hard. Because so many movies I've cracked up at, like from beginning to end. I God, that is very difficult. It man, it's it's a it's a toss-up. It really is a toss-up to me between spinal tap and walk hard. I'm mm. gonna give it walk hard. Wow. Because I have watched Walk Hard probably six times, and I have never not laughed the entire movie. Including the first time I saw it, which I'm pretty sure was with both of you. Or definitely, was me. With, I'm not sure if God was there. It was definitely the two of us. We were dying, like, and the was theater like, was dead. Yeah, <laughs> we could not stop laughing through the entire movie. Like, I find that movie so fucking funny, and like, I've watched it a bunch, and it, it's like watching the old Simpsons. Like, it always lands. Like, the jokes in that movie are so good, and like. They never stop. Like, there's nothing. Like, it's no, all jokes. It's like a machine gun. It's all jokes. The whole fucking movie. And I love it. And Spinal Tap 2 is another one that's just like, it's just classic. And I've watched that a billion times. And it's it's fun. It's, it's just as funny the first time as it is, you know, the 30th time. But that's a very hard question to answer. Don't about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Pipes creaking. Yeah. Um, what is the worst movie of all time? I mean, I, God, I, I just, that's so, that's, that's like, just with the shit that we've watched, I mean, you know, I want to say Southland Tales, but like, how can I say Southland Tales when fucking Cosmic Sin exists? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, as much as I hated Southland Tales. At least there's passion behind it. You know what I mean? Like it's misguided passion. But like Cosmic Sin was literally just made by like a guy that's like, I don't know, let's make a fucking movie. We got Bruce Willis. Tax shelter. Yeah. So like, yeah, I guess Cosmic Sin or like one of the other uh they have a name. There's an article. I only know this because of Red Letter Media, but there's an article about these movies, these red box movies, and they're called geezer teasers. <laughs> And it reminded me of Gogs because the guy that's like the main producer on these movies is this is I'm having a hard time trying to get this back. But so you remember the show Entourage? Yes. You remember Turtle? Yes. That was the character that you were most associated with often. Yes. The guy that's based on a real life guy. Okay. And that guy Uh is the guy that produces a lot of these these fucking Bruce Willis, Steven Seagal. Like Liam Neeson, Redbox movies. Getting paid. Yeah, he's making probably bang. Getting paid. But like, yeah, how can I pick? I mean, I've watched so many awful movies, but like, even the worst. Like, I'm trying to think of like, like movies I've I've hated recently. Like that Matrix sequel, I fucking hated. But like, you know what? At least like somebody was trying to do something. Like Cosmic Sin was trying to do nothing. It was yeah. trying to literally just like punch out. It's like. 455 the movie like <laughs> you're just sitting around waiting to like all right it's time to go cook chunk let's get out of here you know what i mean like i can't yeah, i can't no, be I, good like i can't pop like i i, I mean, still the, the worst movies are 
are the ones that don't try. Yeah, and like, I mean, I still hate Southland Tales. I stand by that opinion. Like, it is awful. Land Shark, right? Tried. Yeah, yeah. tried. <laughs> it's Shark awful. Exorcist tried. Like those. Guys I don't know what they were like, trying. Well, Shark Exorcist. That's. That might be the best example of tax shelter. That movie cost like five million dollars or something. What was it? Like, what did they? It was spend about it on? the same quality as Land Shark. What did they? Spend? Like, I remember they? Like, this dude was... literally he, he he dumped five million dollars instead of making a movie, laundered all his money, spent like fifty grand on the movie. Yeah, uh, if that. Do you remember the movie ended and then there was that weird like post credit like scene? Like, coda. <laughs> it just kept going. Of just like a guy who may have been possessed by a shark staring at a woman. No, it was a girl sunbathing. No, 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 no. After the credits, remember, it's just a girl at like a like aqua themed restaurant staring at a fish tank. Remember that? Oh, I don't remember that part. Uh, I remember the the part where the girl's like sunbathing. That was in the movie. That was it's, in it's the movie. Cloudy. He's just like on a grassy park <laughs> and just lays down and starts sunbathing. Um, anyway, awful. um. These are good questions. So, objectively, Uh-oh. this is good. Objectively, what is the best movie of all time? Jaws. Good answer. <laughs> That's the right answer. Like, yeah, Jaws. You're right. It's, a, it's. I mean, the thing is, like, right? Like, it's. So it's it's uh, what did Sean Sean uses this a lot? Four Quadrant, right? It's a crowd pleaser. It's competently made competently acted it is artistically made like there is artistic value in how Jaws is shot uh the choices that Spielberg makes to direct it it's a perfect movie like it's it's a it's one of the greatest American movies ever made like I I love Jaws like to death and I mean like the performances are are off the chart you know Quint to me Quint is maybe the best character in fiction like i love that character like so much um it's just perfect movie i mean you know citizen kane is like the obvious choice but like i still think i would i would say that you could you could sit down like most most people in front of jaws and they would be entertained whereas like citizen kane while an amazing film like it's still old dated not that jaws isn't old but like you know I think that there's a bar of entry, bar two entry, with like black and white cinema. And... I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't like Jaws. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Jaws is perfect. Like it's a perfect movie, and it it's got everything. It's funny. It's scary. It's violent. It's you know, it's touching. Like the characters are actually well written. Like it's got everything. It's great, and it also doesn't overstay its welcome. Like it's not over long. It's not short. It's perfect. It's just perfect. There's nothing. There's literally. It's one of those movies where when they eventually remake it, because you know they are, it's like, what are you doing? There, you. It's a perfect film. There's there there is nothing to be improved upon. Upon imagine you. this, we're gonna remake Jaws, but you can see the shark the whole time. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm, that's like all it's gonna be, right? We'll give the shark a voiceover. Yeah, it's but like Jaws, the shark a conscience. <laughs> yeah. Why am I doing this? I mean that I is can't, that, just can't help it. It's kind of a funny idea. I'm not gonna lie. Anyway, those are all very good questions. Is that the last one? Well, here I got a uh, you got one more. Well, I got a uh, a listener question. listener question for the for the group for the room. Um, girls, can I get a pom pom? What? Are, who would use these? They're very small. Vance, you're just flexing up. I'm in my 
How many times just one? How many cock push-ups can you do? Well, just, 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 just one. one. Um, pick one movie that you can replace one actor in. What movie and who are you replacing? One movie I can replace one actor. Yeah. Oh, I got it. I think. Mm, I don't know if it's gonna make it a good movie though. My first, my first thought was the Han Solo movie with Harrison Ford, <laughs> and you replace what's his name with uh, Baby Driver, the guy uh, make Angel Allgort. But no, you're replacing one guy with essentially the same guy. Yeah, but I like him better. But is he that good of an actor? No, it's not going to fix. It's not going to fix like the you're movie. Putting like Ryan Gosling in there. Somebody who's like an insanely better actor. No, that's not going to fix the movie, though. My pick was taking Waterworld and replacing Kevin Costner with Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, okay. I like the I like your approach to it. Okay. I want to I want to replace um, Mel Gibson and Braveheart with Liam Neeson. So it's basically just Rob Roy. <laughs> <laughs> I think eventually there's a better. Yeah. I don't know. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth is fun. That's how about how about how about we replace uh, Mel Gibson in in uh, Road Warrior with Tom Hardy? (laughs) (laughs) We're replacing Mel Gibson. How about replacing Mel Gibson in Mad Max with Tom Tom Hardy? Hardy. (laughs) Um, I hold on. I have one for this though. I take this is a this is controversial. This is just a fan casting that I've always wanted. Replace Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight with Jude Law. Jude Law, because oh. Jude Law in Road to Perdition is fucking creepy as shit. I always thought he'd be very good in the role. Like, you remember Jude Law in Road to Perdition? Oh, I do. Road to Perdition. You're going to replace Oscar Award winner he only got that Heath Ledger time. with Jude Law. Yeah, I think he would be a great, I think he'd be a great Joker. Mm. I mean, he would be a great Joker. Maybe then I don't know, but now I don't. What is Jude Law? Does he still do movies? I haven't seen him in. Yeah. Oh, he was in. He was in Captain Marvel, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Played. He was Marvel, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, he still does stuff. I'm trying to think. I think I'm trying to correct movies, and I'm just having a hard time casting. It's tough. It's right? a tough one. That's a tough one. I was the Neil McDonough guy play Captain America, but Chris Evans is great. Yeah, Chris I mean, Evans Neil is way better than Neil McDonough. And, like, like, that was my dream casting like 15 years ago, or yeah. I guess more than 15 years, 20 years I ago. I mean, you get Neil, Neil, you could probably hire him for a movie now. That guy was in that Resident Evil movie. Yeah, he'll, God, he'll bless. do anything. Mm. Um, he's still doing stuff. He did a, he was in that movie, The Rhythm Section. Oh, yeah, you said that was kind of boring. Yeah, hold on, go there. The trailer looked good. The trailer did look good, and it had that uh, slow version of. Fuck, what was that song? Shit. I can't remember the name of this song now, but it was excellent. I don't know if you'd be big enough to do it, but if you could add Chadwick Boseman play Muhammad Ali, that would have been cool. You would have been fine. Oh, yeah, he would have been great in that. I thought Will Smith was bad at it. I don't know. I never watched that movie. The movie's just that movie's too long. Too long. Wasn't it Michael May? Who directed that? Was it Michael Mann? Michael Mann. I think you're right. Ridley Scott. Ali? Yeah, I think it was Michael Mann. I mean, those guys, they were all pretty much the same. Let's see. 
So is that your yeah, is Michael Mann, is that your answer? Chadwick Boseman and Ali. Yeah, because I think he would have been he would have been great. Yeah, he's he's, he's great, great in most things. Everything. Yeah. He is just great. Rest in peace. I got I got one. I have a, like a, a one. That's fun. Good. Uh, uh Taroshi Mafun, uh, Mafun. You know, Yojimbo fame mm-hmm. as Obi Wan Kenobi in A New Hope. Oh, because that's what Lucas wanted originally, and he wouldn't do really? it. Really? Yeah, because that'd be super rad. Oh well, then if we're doing that, then he wanted to Richard do- Dreyfus as C three PO. Well, Lucas wanted <laughs> Mafoon, but like Mafoon was like, "This movie sounds terrible. Like I'm not doing this shit." And he didn't want to go out in the desert, fucking, because apparently the. The production for A New Hope was a disaster. Yeah, yeah, they're in so, Tunisia. They know what they were doing. Yeah, where, and I, you just named like a place that I never heard of. Really? Where's Tunisia? Uh, yeah. North Africa, I believe. Gross. Yeah. yeah. South Africa is where to, where it's at. Where Dear Dear Antworth is. Okay, okay. Elon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Now it's what are you looking at for, buddy? Well, where Tunisia is. I'm just making sure. Yeah, it's on the Mediterranean. I just told you where it was. I'm just double checking. You named a place you didn't even know where it was. I named places I don't know where they are all the time. There's some out. The clitoris. Oh, yeah, that's true. I exist. I <laughs> told you it was in North Africa. No, God said North Africa. No, you did. Oh, did I? Check the videotape. Bam. <laughs> if only we had this recorded. You're gonna uh, add this later. <laughs> if I'm wrong in editing, I'm gonna switch it. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> is tremendous. <laughs> Pipe down, guys. Here, <laughs> here. I don't know why we all sound like Marge Simpson. We all, we all sound specifically like Goggins, Marge Simpson. <laughs> yeah, not just any Marge. Here's a Pretty good Marge Simpson. My favorite person. I want, I want Goggins to redub like episodes. <laughs> He could do it because she sounds awful now. Oh. These new seasons, her voice is done. Oh, it's awful. It's, it, it, I feel bad for her. It sounds like she's in pain. Does oh, she like, have to like put on a voice, or is that her voice? I think that has to be put on, right? I think she affects it. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Like, effect, like, yeah. Because like, like Yardley Smith, that's just her voice. Yeah, yeah. She just sounds like Lisa Simpson all the time. Yeah, she was a head. Hell yeah. Yeah, she was. He goes um, to Herman's head. So. And then that Pixar movie ripped it off. Feel- the one with the feelings. Wreck mm-hmm. it, No, Gogs knows what I'm talking about. Say again? Inside out. Inside out. Yeah. There that is. was just a fucking, that was just Herman's head for, for babies, children, for, for tweens. <laughs> Not teens, tweens, <laughs> and everything in between. Tweens. Tweens. Yeah, all right, Field Freak. What happened in Field Freak, guys? Shoo. Wow. Shoo. <laughs> Um, God, dogs, what? Tell me what happened in Field Freak. So, a a, a family of ne'er do wells with a <laughs> with a a struggling Arthur, his 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 hot to trot horny wife, and his dipshit son uh, buy a house out. They buy a vacation home, which they later, based on their financial troubles, sounds like they're not going to be able to stay in very long, <laughs> right? Out in the hills of somewhere drivable from Chicago, and they move in. And the father makes a bunch of promises about spending time with his kid, which he never fulfills. But he does find big piles of shit, and his trash cans get knocked over. 
And he's like, I don't know what's going on, but we better go to town and spend some money. So they do. But the exterminators come back to kill the raccoons. So he's like, well, let's stop and get some root beer. And so they end up at a root beer shack where a guy is making a wash tub full of root beer. And you find out the story about the field freak. Yeah, and root beer, root beer chock full of roots. Yeah, root beer literally was just brown water. I don't think they understand that root beer is carbonated. But it's delicious, supposedly, because when he serves it to you out of his dipper cup in a mason jar, you'll love it. And it's in like a, like a, like what do you call it? It's this? a wash tub. Yeah, it's a tub. <laughs> So I mean, and he's just like stirring it, like it's very odd. Like, and he's there's, like, there's no like heat source or anything. It's just, yeah. And he's got like a scoop, yeah. Like, it's, I, it's, it's, it's a it's, pound it's, I never ridiculous. made root beer, but it's it's like regular beer. It's right? brewed. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's called beer. Right? Also, uh, this is a this is a not related to anything, but I got some uh, ginger beer at Trader Joe's the other week, and I was like, that is delicious. I was like, hot. I was yeah, it's got kind of spiciness to it. I was like, I was like, they should like, I was like, they should have this more often. Like these these places, and I was thinking to myself, why don't they sell this? And I was thinking to myself, well, oh, ginger ale is just this. Ginger I mean, ale and beer is yeah. the same. Probably thing. like ten different kinds of ginger beer. It's delicious. Ginger like ginger ale is a little little sweeter, a little watered down. But like compared. ale and beer, they're, yeah, they're just synonyms. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, I, I it took me a minute to be like, oh wait, ale and beer are the same fucking thing, you idiot. There we have it. Yeah, that that Trader Joe's ginger beer, put a little whiskey in there. Yeah, make yourself like a Kentucky so Mule, baby. Every ale is a beer, but not every beer is an ale. That's correct. What? Yeah. Explain yourself. Is this like all a, ales? Every square is in a rectangle, kind of thing. Yeah, all ales. Are every beers. square is a rectangle. What? Every yeah. rectangle is a square. I didn't know this was uh, math for the podcast. Let's well, add that later too. <laughs> shapes, <laughs> so, shapes and beards. What we do? So they. Uh, so anywho, back to this. Shapes and beards. Back to this wash tub of brown. It, um, <laughs> it's being brewed up by a guy who's been transplanted to the outskirts of Chicago from I don't know the antebellum South. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like <laughs> so, he's there. Explaining the story of the field freak, how the field freak killed his you know, family. You're right. His accent and like overall mannerisms don't really yeah, make any he's, sense. Yeah. yeah, he's just uh, yeah. And he lost his leg below the knee, and he's telling you that the field freak's gonna rip your dick off. Yeah. You know what? I'm a little disappointed in the movie that that never paid off. No, 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 the dick ripped off. Yeah, he ripped the other guy's legs off, but not his dick. He should have ripped his dick off. Yeah. Well, you know. need more dicks for our feel free plane. The dad in this movie is amazing. So. The greatest actor in American history. Golly gee. Like, he smiles at everything. Super positive. Everything anybody says to him is like the most interesting thing he's ever heard in his life. He's a wide, wide, dewy eyes. Just like. He's leaning in. He's 100% there. Oh, my God. He's so funny. He says, all oh, heck, a lot. Kids, God dang it. The kid's saying shit all the time. The kid's getting the crap dad, slapped out of him. stepping shit. Whack! <laughs> Mom slaps the shit out of him. And kid. then the root beer guy slapped the kid later for crying. Like, yeah, the yeah. kid keeps getting slapped. Anyway, oh. between not writing the book and night humping, the family is being... Oh, we, you, quietly. you can't, you can't uh, bro past the best scene in the movie. So there's, there's, they hired an exterminator. 
who says it's a fever infestation, not a field freak. Mm-hmm. For, those, for those of you who can't infer what a field freak is, it's a wood ape or Sasquatch. Um, on the outskirts of Chicago. <laughs> on the outskirts of Chicago. <laughs> and the, the the exterminator says it's beavers. For nine hundred dollars, I'll set a bunch of beaver traps and I'll get them. And he does, but he doesn't get the beavers. But who does get the beaver is the dad that night in bed with the mom when she's like, I got a beaver you can catch. And, uh, oh, catch it, he does. And they kept their son up all night. Yeah. <laughs> with their noises. One of oh, legitimately, oh, did you, were, such a funny something line. came up last night? Was it the field freak? Or was it the beavers? No, I just heard a lot of groaning, like, brain squeaking. It was on moaning and make dad do a spit take with his coffee. Yeah, a lot more moaning this time. So now that the beaver situation hasn't worked out, nice. Um, the beaverman says, okay, I've got a up, we're dealing with a cave full of rabid beavers. I'm going to charge you $2,500. Meanwhile, the dad's like, I'm just going to go to town and buy a gun. Uh, I'm also going to invite the crazy old root beer man over for dinner. Uh, he'll stay here forever because our car doesn't work. Uh, and now we're into the third act where the wife is being assaulted in the pool. Well, when you say assaulted, she's like in the pool and the field freak just kind of like, like, kind of off her raft. He like shimmies her a little bit, and like knocks her off the, the, her noodle. Yeah. So she hires the, 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 the beaver exterminator to come back and then he goes out into the woods whipping, literally whipping through the weeds with a bullwhip. Despite the fact that he's got a machete on his belt. Yeah, I've never in my life seen a man try to clear brush with a bullwhip until this movie. And he's also like, you know, three sheets to the wind, and he goes to the cave. Yeah, and he's taking big, big, uh, big tugs. Big tugs off of his plants. And then the ostensibly the field freak knocks him out. And then the wife's had it up to here. So she and the son. Well, hold on. Okay. The son wants to go on the computer to no, play a video yeah, right. game. He says, Dad's book is up. Mom, can you come close it so I don't delete or anything? She goes to close it. The screen says, Chapter One. I don't know what to write. FML. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Which so was only- he's been writing this book for six months. They get one sentence that is, I don't know what to write. Fuck my life. <laughs> Which led to a legit pop in this, in this basement for several minutes. It's so funny. So she gets upset because of the field freakiness and everything else. She takes the boy and they start heading down the road to the car, which suddenly works until it remembers it doesn't. And then when it doesn't <laughs> work, the field freak shows up and takes her for mating purposes. The boy makes it back to the house where the dad has been pounding an entire bottle of gin, but he sobers up pretty quick. And then the she, the lady wakes up in the cave crevice with the beaver exterminator whose legs have been partially severed, if not completely severed from his no, knees. Completely severed. Yeah. Like with almost no effort, the field freak. So he like, just slipped them away. Grabbed his feet. And like, you know how you do that? Like, I, I can't even think of what I would do it for, but you do that quick yank to like yeah. get a snap. But like you're trying to get he like, like he a tablecloth like... out from under yeah, silverware. Yeah, yeah. He stuff. does that on guy's ankles and severs his legs at the knee. And then he yeah, and it's the it, piss out. Well, of it's him. funny too because this movie like is made on like a budget of like a hundred bucks. So like 
the only gore is stuff they'd be like stationary. Like when he rips off his legs, like there's like stumps that are kind of bloody and like raspberry jam. But like as like the field freak is like battering this guy, and then later on the husband, like there's no like scrapes or, or no. bruising or, or any kind of blood there. It's kind of hilarious. So the wife escapes because the 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 beaver exterminator has sacrificed himself. She makes it back to the house. They have a final standoff where the root beer vendor. <laughs> Has his duct taped a pump action shotgun to his right leg stump, yeah, and then calls out the field freak who is beating up the dad in the front yard, like it's like <laughs> the eighth round of of uh, of, of fucking Balboa Creed. He's just like he's like beating him up in this hilarious way because this suit, the like field freak suit, is like really huge and like ridiculous. So the field freak is like double axe handling them and just kind of like swiping. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure like the hands of the guy in the suit didn't go all the way into the hand. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Suit. They couldn't actually. So he's just like swinging like these limp hands around. Yeah, the hands could. Be... You're like smacking them, kind of just like stop. The, the, hands, like, the fingers aren't like articulated, so they don't actually move. Yeah. yeah it's... So the dad gets oh, up and away, and then uh, the the root beer fella leg blasts the field freak multiple times in the chest of the shotgun. And then everyone sort of has a big hugging thumbs up freeze frame moment. And then you cut to later where the dad has got through his writer's block because now he's got a best-selling book about the field freak. Yeah. And meanwhile, the beaver exterminator and the root man have gone into some sort of, uh, I don't know, disabled veteran root beer business. <laughs> veterans of field freak wars. And, uh, Everyone's and then the movie just ends with the weirdest like them hobbling and wheeling away from bookstore, like all happy as clams, and then scene. And that's field freak. That's the movie. And it was joyous. Hilarious. <laughs> you know, it's about time we watch a bad movie that's actually fun to watch. Like this movie was a blast. They loved they 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 had fun doing it, and things that were the things were done semi-competently. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's music in the movie. There's actual framing in the movie. It's well lit. Yeah, <laughs> you can hear everything. Yeah, it's funny. I legit laughed at a lot of it. Yeah, it's weird. To, like We watched so much like low-budget trash that's like impossible to watch that it was like super refreshing to watch low-budget trash that was like fun as hell. Yeah. Actually made like pretty well, you know? And we should have everything was... about this movie... Is good except the acting. Yeah, like, and even the acting is like fun. Like I think, that the, I dad, think the budget I said was like nine thousand or something. That, like that. dad is hilarious. Like that fuck dad is the best. And all of the actors have names that sound like something from a Tim and Eric sketch. Like none of the actors, all the actors' names are just. Wait, his name like Steve Bear, Linda Bear is the wife, like B E A R. Yeah. So it's Lonnie, Steve, and Linda, the Bear family, mm-hmm. the three bears in the woods. Oh, I just got that. They keep saying there are no bears in these parts, but they are the oh, bears. Shit. Oh, that's like one of those stupid jokes that, like, yeah, like these are the actors' names. There's Dave Juring, Trenna Penson, Tristan Coppola, Glenn Harston, Thomas Eli Sage. Tristan Coppola was Lonnie. That was a little kid. The field freak was played by Rick James. Yeah, this guy's R-I-C, name. I see James. The gun shop owner's name is Jim Nichek Nichek Nichek. That looks 
yeah. Eastern European, like sure. Like, and then the guy and Alex said this while we were watching this, but the guy in the gun store, the guy that like had his like own six shooter on his hip, was the director. Not on his hip, in his literally tucked into the front pocket, just like, but with the handle facing away from him. Yeah, so he does a cross draw. He said, but no, nah, that's uh, this movie was something else. Uh, oh, Tristan Kobo, the only this is his only credit. No, oh, never the hell you say. It, it's funny for a couple. Did Stephen Falker ever make anything else? Oh, let's see. That's a good question. Please tell me he did. Oh, looks like it. Several things. He's directed twelve things. He he directed uh, nineteen seventeen. He directed Field Freak, Cosmic Sin, uh, The Orange Man, <laughs> Anthony's biopic, uh, From Uranus. For real? Yeah. In oh the, the Orange Man in 1987, a disillusioned door-to-door orange salesman <laughs> horrifically murders his first victim. Moving forward 27 years and a land developer is buying an orange grove. He and his three friends plan a fishing trip to get his head around this pending transaction. Unbeknownst to them, his estranged wife and her new boyfriend have also chosen the same location for a break. The the usual strange noises and unnerving situations ensue when they congregate in a secluded cabin as the orange man eliminates them one by one with the aid of his prosthetic hook and a bag of oranges. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I, I, I forgot to mention this, but this movie is like, the only way we were able to watch this movie was through uh, Plex and uh, not through the like the usual side that we use Plex where it's like my server. This was like Plex offers uh, TV shows and like free streaming films, and this was one of them. Yeah, uh, it's not available anywhere else. No, it's crazy. Not even on Tubi. Maybe if you go to Stephen Falker's house, he can lend you the DVD. Nope, he doesn't even have it. Yeah, no. he lost the original pressing. Uh, anything else you want to say about Field Freak before we get into Five Knuckle Show? Man, the Field Freak looks ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and and we didn't really say it, but like. When the final showdown between the root beer guy and the field freak, it's fucking hilarious because you think they're going to have this, like, epic battle, and then he just gets shot, like, four times in his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no fight, no nothing. Just blam, 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 the, blam. The, blam. The, the fucking uh, the root beer guy, like, pokes him, and the field freak, like, moans. It's like, well, he's not dead yet. He's like, yeah. But they all seem very happy about yeah, it still. Like, okay, well, fair enough. Also, I like the idea that Field Freak is, like, conservatively, what, like, 80 years old? Yeah, because it was 40, 50 years that the... Yeah. Between murders? I mean, animals don't live that long. <laughs> like, I don't know. Field Freak has no maybe, natural predators. Maybe Field Freak does, yeah. Uh, anything, anything else, uh, guys? No, I'm just looking at Stephen Fulker's Instagram. I, I'd love to see that. It's uh, just him dressed as a field freak. Yeah, it's just him just feel freaking it up. Where's he from? Chicago? Um, He doesn't say. Uh, uh, cinematographer TV show Killer Cases seen on A&E and Hulu. Writer and director of micro-budget zany films. I mean, this was a zany film. Spot on. All right. Uh, five novel show time. <laughs> Shuffle time. Alex. First day, boy. Uh, this is a, like a nine. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's fun and it's like I I don't know like it's 
it's a bad movie, but it's the best kind of bad movie. Agreed. It's like the kind of bad movie you just put on and let it go, and wherever it takes you, it takes you. And this one's a fucking blast. Like this lead actor is so like earnest, yeah. and with like everything. Yep. Yeah. There's a scene where he's in the gun shop. I can't remember what they're talking about, but they lean so close together that their noses are like <laughs> a pa- piece of paper would apart, and they're just <laughs> staring at each other. I, I, I can't remember the conversation is about at that, but was, yeah. was it just about the house to, or something? You know, trying to, what are you trying to finish yourself up against? Bears? I don't know, bears up there. Feel free. What? Oh, and, and well, it's like right, he's almost there to kiss him. Like, what well, we forgot in earlier in that scene, he asked the, the gun guy asked him a question, like, oh, you guys are new in town. He doesn't respond to it at yeah. all. It's so fucking weird. It's like it's something they should have cut. He's like, the guys are new in town, right? And it's just no, they're like, that's very realistic. Cause shit like that happens at the register all the time. Well, I mean, that is you true. try to talk to the customer because they're paid to do that. They yeah. just ignore you. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Maybe it is. That's what they were going. This guy is really jaded by retail. He's like, I'm gonna stick it, they're, stick it to the guy. Going, stick it to the customers and put that in there. They were going for a little bit of verisimilitude. Oh mm. man, this movie is like, it's so funny and so ridiculous for, like, I don't know what this guy's vision is. I haven't seen any of his <laughs> other movies, but like, he he had a plan and he went with it. Oh, it, yeah. it is something else. I agree. And like everybody is really funny because of their lack of acting ability. Yeah. Like, but they're all trying. Nobody in this movie's not trying. Nobody's here for a paycheck. No. Because there isn't a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. they're probably like, they get paid in root beer. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that water, um, the brown water. Yeah, this movie's a fucking blast. Like I recommend it to anybody. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. This um, is a party movie. It's great. Yeah. Oh uh, gosh. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a nine. Like, it's just like it's yeah. For like the fact that it's done for that budget, and it's this much fun, and you think you're not, I'm not mad at it. I I had a great time with it. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch with friends. It's silly, but it's not. It's not silly. You, you mock it, but it's almost mocking itself. Like it get, I think it gets that it's a oh, silly it movie. Certainly gets that it's a silly movie. But it's not poorly made. It's actually kind of well made for like this is better than. Most low, but it's better than Cosmic Sin. It's better than every low budget movie that we've watched. Like all the like schlock, like again, Shark Exorcist. Like this is this is what you hope for. Land when you find these random movies, yeah. like on yeah Amazon or whatever. You're like, oh, this looks terrible. Yeah, this is like the high water mark. Yeah, like yeah. I think a few weeks ago I talked about Lamageddon. Yeah, and that's like in the same vein. It's like you're just. The only reason you watch this movie is hoping that it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be ridiculous. And it is. And the funny parts are legit funny. Like they like they you know that comedy is about like subverting expectations and hitting you with shit you don't expect. And like the dad being all beaten perky and the kids swearing all the time, the kid getting this shit slapped out of him. Like it's the movie's funny. Uh it's fun to watch. It's it's worth the watch. Uh I kind of want to see if this I want to know if this is one over this guy, all of his movies are this. Uh, this competent and funny. So, uh, yeah, TJ. Uh, it's also going to be a nine for me, dog. This movie's a blast. I had a, I had a ton of fun watching this movie. Um, it's hilarious. It's fun. It's fast. Like, if we didn't have to watch this on Plex with commercials, it would have been done in no time. Oh, yeah, the new Wagoneer commercial. We need my ass. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's it's great. It's a lot of fun. I, it, it is, you know, it is a good, bad movie. It is a lot. 
Editor's note, for some reason, Gogs decided to close the um, the tab that the recording was in. So that's why there's a little bit of a weirdness here. Bye-bye. Just put in the Pine, just put in the Jeep Wagoneer commercial. Oh, and then, yeah, yeah, we're good. I don't know how, like, for some reason, Gogs decided to start closing all his windows. I don't know why you just leave it alone. <laughs> I'm Are you looking on the internet for something? I was, but you can look on your goddamn phone. Oh yeah, continue. I don't know what I what got recorded. Anyway, it's fun. I like this movie. <laughs> it's great. Well, what's uh, next week? I got a pick for next week. Field Freak, great movie. Watch it on Plex. Lunar New Year. Lunar New Year is next week. I have a pick. Go. Who hasn't gone? Uh, you, I haven't gone, and I haven't. You haven't gone, and I don't have a pick. So go ahead. Uh, my pick is Hard Boiled. Good movie. Chow Yun Fat and John Woo's Hard Boiled. Good film. Uh, have you seen Hard Boiled? No. It is Walt. I, I, so I was between a bunch of different movies. I was between The Killer, another yep. John Woo Chow Yun Fat movie. I was between City on Fire, which is the, which is another Chow Yun Fat movie, but it is the influence. It is what basically Reservoir Dogs is based off of. Mm. And there was another one, but those two movies aren't as action packed. And I was like, eh, it might not get, get over as much, but like hard boiled is like starts with like this 15 minute gunfight and it just keeps on going. And then there's a gunfight in an obstetrics ward hmm. and like Chai and fat is holding a baby and shooting people with a shotgun. It's fucking amazing. I love that movie. I can't wait for everybody to watch it. Hard boiled is wild. Hard boiled is a ton of fun. I used to have the best shirt. You remember that shirt I used yeah. to have? Yeah, it was the poster. Cheyenne Fat in a tactical SWAT vest with a shotgun and a baby. It's this, this, it's, it's, where is it? it's this one. Yeah, I used to have a t-shirt with that on it. Um, but yeah, so next week, Hard Boiled. Alec, thank you for Field Freak. What a, what a treat to watch. Gox, thank you for making me stitch this together, and it's going to be weird as shit. You can do great. I believe in you. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's the show. Eat your own ass, and... Uh...